Today is Friday, September 9th, 2022. This is the Link NKY Daily Headlines podcast. I'm Matt Spaulding. On today's episode, Dayton votes to go smoke-free. Report, less than half of Kentucky schools have SROs. Missing Cincinnati woman identified as person found dead in Ellesmere. And Covington Man's startup could be game-changer in emergency alert systems. The Link NKY Daily Headlines podcast is sponsored by CVG Airport. CVG Airport has been serving the community for 75 years, and to celebrate this special milestone, the airport is inspiring travel once again with a year-long travel dream sweepstakes. Every month, one lucky winner is chosen to receive an airfare voucher with one of CVG's many airline partners to help make their travel dreams come true. You can learn more about CVG's 50-plus nonstop destinations and enter for a chance to win at cvgairport.com slash cvg75. Dayton votes to go smoke-free, reported on by Haley Parnell. In a 3-2 vote, Dayton City Council passed an ordinance banning indoor smoking, but not without pushback from residents and business owners. Three businesses in Dayton still allow indoor smoking. Tony's Old Saloon, The Rose Room, and Manhattan Harbor Yacht Club. With three smoke-friendly establishments in the city, those opposed to the ordinance didn't hesitate to speak up. Patricia Flynn, the owner of the bar Rose Room, said she is worried about losing her customers who smoke. If you send the smokers out of your business, they'll just go to Bellevue. They'll keep moving, Flynn said. We see 45 people. 30 out of 45 people might smoke. Flynn said she would be willing to put a sign on the door stating that they are a smoking establishment and customers would have the choice to come in or not. I'm lucky if I get 20 people a night in that place, Flynn said. You pass this ordinance, I guarantee you that will be another empty vacant building in Dayton. During the September 6th meeting, Dayton City Council member Beth Nyman asked Flynn if she had considered if people would be more likely to come to the Rose Room if her bar was non-smoking. Flynn said she had customers who signed a petition against the ordinance that showed otherwise, but did not specify how many people had signed it. The smoke-free ordinance was modified to allow smokers to step outside of an establishment with no minimum distance to smoke. It is what most places do in the region already, President and CEO of the Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce Brent Cooper said. According to a presentation by Breathe Easy Northern Kentucky at the Dayton City Council meeting on June 7th, Kentucky ranks as the second-highest state behind West Virginia for the number of smokers among residents. 24% of Northern Kentuckians smoke, compared to 15.3% nationally. Statistics show that 22% of Campbell County residents smoke, according to Breathe Easy Northern Kentucky. Nyman asked Cooper why Breathe Easy Northern Kentucky was trying to start the smoke-free ordinance in Dayton. Other people questioned why the ordinance wasn't brought to the state or county level. We went to the state of Kentucky, Cooper said. They said that's a local decision, so here we are. A smoke-free ordinance has been brought up by the Campbell County Fiscal Court in the past and was shut down. It's a little stressful to have this just on Dayton when we are surrounded by alternatives for this ordinance to go to, Nyman said. Dayton resident Todd Hembrook said he had been a bartender for over 20 years in four or five different cities. He spoke in favor of the ordinance at the meeting. For more on this story, visit linknky.com. Report. Less than half of Kentucky schools have SROs. Reported on by Mark Payne. 
The requirement that all Kentucky schools have a school resource officer, or SRO, by August 1st fell drastically short. Kentucky School Security Marshal Ben Wilcox released the 2021-22 School Risk Assessment Report last week. While Wilcox touted improvements in all of Kentucky's 173 school districts, he didn't address that less than half of Kentucky schools have an SRO. The report shows that only 573 schools have an SRO in Kentucky, or 44.86%. On the contrary, 703 schools, or 55.14%, don't have an officer. Wilcox's office said the numbers have increased and are changing daily, but wouldn't release specifics. During the summer, 19 students and two adults were shot and killed at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, reigniting debate on gun control and school safety. Lawmakers at various levels of government have grappled with how to respond. In Kentucky, Representative Kevin Bratcher, a Republican from Louisville, introduced House Bill 63, an extension of the 2019 School Safety and Resiliency Act, which mandates all schools in Kentucky have an SRO in place by August 1st. But the bill didn't have a funding mechanism, and now the schools are dealing with an SRO requirement that doesn't include a clear path to pay for it. However, since Bashir signed HB 63 into law, there has been a 21% increase in SROs according to a release from the Office of the State School Security Marshal. In some cases, cities and school districts are finding ways to share the cost, but there is no framework spelled out in the law. Missing Cincinnati Woman Identified as Person Found Dead in Ellesmere Reported on by Michael Monks A Cincinnati woman was identified as the person found dead in Ellesmere over the weekend. Kenton County Police reported Wednesday that Khadidra Roberts, 28, of Cincinnati, was able to be identified based on forensic evidence analyzed by the Kentucky State Police Crime Lab. Roberts had been reported missing to the Cincinnati Police Department on August 25th. Her body was found in a wooded area near Palace Avenue and Spring Street on Saturday. Police said that a search warrant was executed on Wednesday at a residence on Spring Street in connection with Robert's death, but no further information was made available. Kenton County Police is handling the death investigation. Anyone with information about the case is asked to call Detective Andrew Kenner at 859-392-1979. Covington Man Startup Could Be Game Changer in Emergency Alert Systems, reported on by Melissa Reinert. Growing up in a single-parent home kindled Trevin Brooks' entrepreneurial spirit. I became the man of the house when I was about 12, the 27-year-old Covington native said. When you grow up in a single-parent home, you are a lot more aware of things like being low-income, the way the world, and how hard your mom works for you. Brooks' mom worked night shift, leaving him with the responsibility to get himself and his younger brother ready for school each morning. This actually allowed me to take on leadership at an early age and has made me a better leader now, and it taught me how to care for people, Brooke said. For example, there's usually a lot more going on with someone than what you just see on the surface. That intuitive attention to detail led Brooke to an important discovery a few years ago, which led him to co-found SafeWave Technology. SafeWave will soon be offering a vibration-based wristband that links to mainstream security systems and fire alarms. Some years ago, I was sleeping in my room and was suddenly awakened by a fire alarm, Brooke said. After checking my surroundings and realizing that there was no threat, I began to wonder, what if I hadn't heard the alarm and something had been seriously wrong? That got him thinking about those who can't hear. Brooke asked his friend and co-founder Jared Gabbard to search for emergency alert devices for those who are deaf. 
Gabbard found nothing on the market. He did learn about several visual alert signals, yet those only worked if someone is awake. There are more than 400 million people who have some type of hearing loss, according to the World Health Organization. That number is growing. The WHO estimates in 30 years about 2.5 billion people will have some degree of hearing loss. That's a lot of people we can be helping, Brooks said. There are lives we could save. That's what struck Zach Strobel, assistant director of Northern Kentucky University's Center of Innovation and Entrepreneurship, the most about the product idea, its ability to potentially save lives. For more on this story, visit linknky.com. And those are the headlines we are following for Friday, September 9th, 2022. The Link NKY Daily Headlines podcast can be heard Monday through Friday via our website, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please subscribe, share, and leave us a review. And for more on today's headlines and to see what else is happening around Northern Kentucky, visit linknky.com. Enjoy your weekend.